Traveling the Vortex. We've joined the Doctor as he travels the Vortex and landed at episode number 258, where death is Time Lord for Man Flu. I'm Keith. <laughs> I'm Sean. <laughs> and I'm Glenn. How are you guys? <laughs> that was good, Keith. That Thank was you. really good. It's been a while since I've had a good one like that. <laughs> Do any of you have man flu? No. <laughs> Glenn, Glenn just got over man flu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, my new regenerative body. It's Christmas time! Woo! <laughs> It is Christmas. It's season. finally here. Now I can celebrate and sing at work and do all that stuff. So, huh. you're happy. <laughs> Everyone's so shocked that I put up Christmas lights, but it's after Thanksgiving. Yeah, but still, you you're the one that used to go down and get a tree like the week before Thanksgiving, <laughs> was, the week before always, Christmas. And no, put up, it was the week. Uh, it was always the Sunday after. No, I swear one. I swear one year it was uh, Christmas Eve. Well, there was some years that I didn't have a tree at all, but that's besides the point. <laughs> What's in the news, Keith? Well, I don't know if you guys saw it. Um, Peter Jackson released a little video. <laughs> oh, I saw it all right. <laughs> what did you guys think of it? It was neat. It was fun. It was cute. I don't understand why so many people automatically said, he's directing an episode, when nobody said that anywhere. <laughs> well, he was poking fun at the idea of everybody... I think they clamoring they, for him to direct. Well, episode. I think they, I think that that's I think that's the natural inclination to go to is that you wouldn't go through the bother of making this cute little episode if something wasn't on the horizon. I think even the fact that Capaldi was there, yeah, and he must have gone to he's gone to Australia or New Zealand or New wherever Zealand, they live yeah. um, in order to do it <laughs> because. So I I don't know. I, it's it 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 seems to me that it's a little more. I mean, it's, it's clearly trolling, but I, it's it's. <laughs> it seems very trolling to me. Well, but, but that's just it. I mean, Moffat doesn't I troll. Moffat doesn't usually troll for, without a cause for or a reason. Yeah, and so I think that this is another. Hey, yeah, we may have uh, short of Peter actually Jackson happen. for an episode next year. So I, I thought it was um, surprisingly. Not a well put together video, considering who the director <laughs> in question is. Which rather awkward. Yeah, I got the impression his daughter directed it. Well, no offense to her, but it was it was rather awkward. Uh, um, his acting skills aren't the best either. So, which is funny because he's in everything he does, <laughs> but he never has any lines. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of Hitchcock's it. Yeah, it? but have you ever seen the? Uh, well, he was good in Five Ish Five Ish Doctors. Yeah, he was good in that. Uh, of course, he's playing himself. Do you ever well, see? He's playing himself here. No, he's playing a, a send up of Peter Jackson here. <laughs> Arguably, he's playing a send up of himself in five ish more no, than I, this. I, I, in five ish, I believe that's totally how it went down. <laughs> um, what is the movie? Uh, the Spielberg directed Tintin. Did you see Tintin? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Did you see, have to see the special feature where they talked about Peter oh, Jackson's how, yeah, involvement how, yeah. and then he sent Spielberg this video with him he as Captain much, Haddock? Yeah. And he was amazing in that. That little short. It was like, the guy's got some acting chops, but not here. <laughs> not here. Apparently, he just can't play himself, I think. <laughs> the, that's the problem. But, uh, you know, I, I kind of sat there watching it just with this kind of dumb grin on my face. And the Capaldi showed up. And it was like, oh, 
cool. <laughs> and then the Dalek chased him out of the house, and I started laughing. And then they left the con- and that's like you said, it's- everybody's going, "Oh, he's got a direct episode." It's like, no. In fact, he goes so far as to not sign the contract, leave it on the table, and go watch Walking Dead yeah. instead of Doctor <laughs> Who. So I, I think we're being trolled, but I think we're being trolled with the yeah, it's probably coming. You know, <laughs> I think he would be great for a Christmas special. Where it's going to be a little bit longer. He's going to have the time to maybe... Ha- that that seems more suited to his directing style, in my opinion. As his daughter said, they're concerned about you wanting to truck everybody to New Zealand and spend <laughs> nine months versus flying you to Cardiff and spending eight days. Well, maybe we do it in six weeks instead. I don't know. <laughs> what's the what's the name of the book that's got it's, the extra stories? It's Simmerillion. Simmerillion. That's what everybody's going crazy about is the fact that there was <laughs> yeah. a copy of the Cimmerillion on the table in front of him and everybody's going a crazy well saying, copy hey, yeah. we think that this is an indicator that they're going to make those movies now. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're really grasping now. Despite the fact that the uh, the, the Tolkien estate has, has said no, no, no I mean, he's already, he's already borrowed parts of it for what yeah. he fleshed out yeah. Lord of the Rings. So it's like, I kind of feel like that's, we're done, guys. We're just, good. just just let it go. <laughs> and I love Lord of the Rings. And oh, if yeah. they announced they were making another one and Peter Jackson was going to direct it, I'd probably go, yeah, all right, let's, yeah, I'm down. But let it go. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Stephen Moffat. Speaking of trolls. Speaking, speaking of trolls. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, he is, again, a part of the Media Guardian's top 100 most powerful people in UK media. He comes in at number six, 76 this year. Where was he last year, Keith? Last year he was at 84. Oh. So he's risen eight spots. He entered the charts what in is it? What, what, what 2011 is, what? as number 92. What is this? What's this list? It's the most powerful people in UK media. In UK media. Who's at the top? I'm going to the full list now. Mark Zuckerberg. Of British media? Apparently. Well, Facebook's global, so... Larry Page is number two. Who's that? He is the co-founder and chief executive of Google. Okay. Tim Cook is number three. Who's that? (laughs) (laughs) It's the chief executive of Apple. Oh. What happened to Jobs? He's really? dead. Oh, that's sad. When did that happen? <laughs> a couple of years ago, he died of cancer. Oh, yeah. You really didn't know that? I really didn't know that. Oh. That's why they made that joke in Death in Heaven. You've got iPads in the FLF. We've got Steve Jobs. Oh. <laughs> that's a good joke. I didn't get that. <laughs> Okay. I just assumed they were doing that weird time dilation thing where we, we, we didn't know when it was set. So, oh, okay. yeah, no, right. I, I genuinely didn't. I'm know. sorry to be the one to break the news. <laughs> Wait, is the warranty on my computer still good? Yes. 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 Oh. That's why Tim Cook is in place now. Uh, other notable people in the top ten include Rupert Murdoch, <sighs> Taylor Swift. What? Those are the only other people I recognize. Uh, the co-founder, the founder and chief executive of Amazon, the director general of BBC. So Spielberg's got to be on this list because he drove to England once, right? I, don't, I, I think you <laughs> you have to have had an influence in England. You don't even have to have been there. He made as long hook. as you have, as long as you <laughs> he have, made he made hook. 
I don't think he, he employed an English person. I think as long as you're influencing <laughs> British media, you don't even have to have been to the UK or done anything British centric. I think it's, as long as it's influencing media. Over so there, a YouTuber is, is on here. So what you're telling me Who? is they put this list together. PewDiePie. <laughs> Isn't it PewDiePie? Oh, it is PewDiePie. Yeah, okay. They put this. Oh, you actually know who that is? PewDiePie. Oh, I have never heard of this guy. Does he do Minecraft videos? No, he does is, not. Is he part of no. crazy, uh, what's that one you watch? Crazy Minecraft. He, he's, Minecraft. He's, he's only forty. He is PewDiePie is the um, number one. Uh, uh, he's like the he makes the most money of all YouTubers. He's Why number do you one. Know this stuff? I, there was a list of the top ten YouTubers on <laughs> some some clickbait site that I went to. My I was going. Still I was going Why to see if any of these YouTubers that my kids watch were on the list. Uh, on, <coughs> to be honest with you, uh, James Corden is number fifty. Oh, he's higher than. Uh, of course, you know Corden's done. He's been on Broadway. He's got. He's, he's got a show in the states. He's done. He's tons on into the of, woods. So yeah, he's done tons yeah. of of stuff. So, so far, uh, Spielberg is not on the list, but Kathleen Kennedy is fifty eight. Ooh, he's in there somewhere. Shonda Rhimes is 62. Who? Shonda Rhimes. Who's that? She's the woman behind Grey's Anatomy, Scandal. Uh, I bet J.J. Abrams is on that list. He just completed a rather large movie, I hear, uh, (laughs) over in the UK. Schumer? If not, I'd be on there next year. (laughs) In the UK, a lot of... America is transplant media. I mean, it's it, they they have as much influence uh, Hollywood and and the internet and all that kind of stuff has as much of an influence on the UK as I would, they do. England Jenner is ninety six. I would be more interested, quite honestly, in getting the reverse list and finding how many British people are on the top one hundred. Media influences in the U.S. Yeah, that would be yeah. interesting. Just from the standpoint, Rupert of, Murdoch's probably on that one. Well, too. I'm sure. He <laughs> Although he's Australian, isn't he? Uh, he's not actually British. Do they still claim him? <laughs> I don't think anybody claims him. He just owns Australia, doesn't yeah. he? I think it's one last notable person on the list. John Oliver is 81. He'll go up next year. If you don't know who John Oliver is, he was on Community. He has a show right now. Yeah, he's the, the he was on he's he was British. On, yeah, he, and he does the voice of the BBC America promo on every single yeah, DVD. If you watch a Doctor Who DVD, he's the one doing the BBC America. He's uh, he's got a show now that's hugely popular on HBO called Last Week Tonight. Yeah, and he used to be on a Daily Show. Yeah, I know that one. Daily Show. Or John, John Oliver. Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a Brit. I know that one. Uh, speaking of Moffat, that's what started all this conversation. <laughs> were we? Were we, we were, speaking we of Moffat? We were speaking of Moffat. Speaking of trolls, Gimli was sighted at the mall today. <laughs> he was. Re- he's recently spoken about his future on the show. A troll at the mall. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I think he'd be offended by that. And that's why Sean is not directing the Lord of the Rings films. Uh, Moffat has said, no, the right person has not uh, emerged to take over his role on the show. Uh, The exact quote is, that is an issue and one that I'm actively engaged in, but I can't say much about that. Everything is difficult in Doctor Who, including leaving, and I would never do anything to harm it. I would never leave it in the lurch because it means so much to me. Yes, it's a problem. Let's not pretend it's a, not a big problem. But, but there will be a solution. So he is working to find his eventual replacement. 
Uh, he also, in the same article, went on to talk about the next companion. He says, and I quote, I'm beginning to have an idea of the kind of person, specific ideas, but not a specific actress. New Companion gives us the chance to launch the show again. It began in 63 with the story of Ian and Barbara, and then in 2005 with Rose Tyler. Arguably, it begins again with the story of Amy Pond. You can recruit new viewers when somebody else meets the doctor. And I think you've got a really cool new idea about how to do that. The key word there is actress. actress. So it sounds like Moffat is um, at least steering towards another female companion. Which Capaldi approves of, apparently. He has recently said that he thinks a male companion would be a bad idea. He told the Radio Times, I'm beginning to have the idea of the kind of person... Oh, wait. Uh, that was the same exact quote. Where was the other quote? That was Moffat. That was, that was the Moffat <laughs> yeah. quote. He says, I don't want a bloke. <laughs> he yeah. He says bloke. <laughs> With the best will in the world, I don't want a bloke. Because I'm frightened they will give him all the action and I'll be standing around spouting, spouting scientific gobbledygook. <laughs> Oh, Peter, it's not up to chasing those Zygons down the corridor. Let the chap do it. That would be awful. I want to chase the Zygons. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty clear he doesn't want to veer too far into the old codger territory. I'd like a bit of John Pertwee karate. A bit of Venetian Aikido, he laughed. I'm still wondering why we I, haven't I'm, gotten I'm, that. I'm, I'm okay really... with his justification on that. <laughs> yeah. Well, we joked earlier that we just because he's such a, a traditionalist that we assumed that was the reason, and I still think that I, falls I like, into that answer. I like that it's a selfish reason. What's <laughs> <laughs> well, a selfish reason from a traditionalist standpoint? That you know they, oh, we've got this doctor. Let's bring on Ian so that we have the man of action. And he's like, no, <laughs> I'm the man of action. Interestingly enough, though, that, when, when, you, when you think situation. back, though, I, don't, I think Jamie and the doctor shared equal time as far as action, and I yeah. think Turlo and, and the fifth doctor. Shared as much time, equal time as far as action goes as well. So I think I think, it, I think it can be argued the other way. But and I think I honestly think Capaldi was kind of having a little bit of fun with I it. Think so I think too. it was it wasn't maybe. I think there was some sincerity there, but I think it wasn't in complete sincerity. So he does say he wouldn't mind a working class character like Rose. Yeah. That's who he cites. He was a particular fan of Billy Piper's Rose, a clear working class voice for the show's revival. Donna was for the most part too. I'm going to So he he also says I quite like the idea of Classic Who, which I must probably identify as John Pertwee or Tom Baker, which is John Pertwee with Katie Manning and Elizabeth Sladen and Tom with Elizabeth Sladen. I just think that combo is slightly strange. An alien time lord with the intelligent, enthusiastic, inquisitive girl is a good combo. I don't know why, but it just seems to work. And, you know, I, I respect his, his thoughts on that opinion. I, I still stand firm in mind that I would like an otherworldly companion. I think so, too. Or somebody at least from not present day. I mean, you, you want a working class hero, then fine. But can we get him from, you know, the 20s or something other than present day? Or yeah, that'd be, it'd be interesting. We haven't had that sort of idea for a long time, so. Or the future. Yeah. Or the future would be good, too, yeah. Get a Zoe or a Turlo. Or let's bring Jamie back. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm sure Fraser Ryan's would, would be do more it. than willing. Moving on. Moving on uh, for the PlayStation fans. <clears throat> you may know of a little game called Little Big Planet 3. They have recently released a Doctor Who themed costume pack, and there's going to be more coming out later. Uh, the first pack involve, includes the 12th Doctor. 
as well as a Cla- uh, Clara Oswald uh, costume, a half-face man, Slovox Blitzer, and a Dalek costume. Uh, later packs will include the 11th Doctor, Amy, Silence, a Sontaran, and a Weeping Angel. The 10th Doctor set will include Rose Tyler, a Cyberman, an Ood, and a TARDIS costume. I'm not sure how the TARDIS works, but okay. Uh, and then there's also going to be a 4th Doctor costume set. Which includes Sarah Jane, Davros, a Nymon, and a canine costume. If you ha- if you haven't seen this game, they're really cute little sack boy characters, and the costumes are all very cute too. Kind of cool to see it, the show representing in other platforms. Any excuse for more of that? Yes. Uh, and our last bit of news is about a book that's coming out. Yeah, this news apparently uh, slipped through the cracks a while back, thanks to the folks over at uh, Kester Boris for uh, turning me on to it. Uh, there's an upcoming BBC book with Maisie Williams' character <laughs> that's going to come out next week. <laughs> um, surprise! Surprise! <laughs> Add it to your Christmas list. Uh, Add it the, to the schedule, Sean. The, the actual uh, <laughs> uh, article reads, it's been rumored for ages that Maisie Williams would play the Ronnie or Susan or Jenny or River or Clara or someone close to the Doctor. Uh, but a book to be released this December has revealed exactly who Williams will play in The Girl Who Died <laughs> slash The Woman Who Lived. <laughs> We're a little behind on this news. Wow. <laughs> as well as far too many spoilery details and why we will confirm the character's name here, we won't include the specific blurb. Uh, no, I want to know the blurb. Legends of a Shielder will tell the story of what happens to her character between the two episodes told through journal entries. The blurb is surprisingly Ooh. revealing, so we won't link to it here. <laughs> but nonetheless, it's not hard to find, oh, for instance, on Booktopia, if you're really interested. What's it called again? Uh, Legends of a Shielder. Which is A-S-H-I-L-D-R for... Those of us that have problems with that. <laughs> um, but uh, scheduled to be released 10 December, just in time for Christmas. Ooh, and it's written by Justin Richards. Written by Justin Richards. Ooh, he's one of my favorites. Wait, and James... Oh, more than one person. Oh, they all took turns with uh, yeah, the stories. Uh, huh? Justin Richards, James Goss, Ginny T. Colgan, and David Llewellyn. Ooh, I like David Llewellyn, too. <laughs> I'll tell you, the, I uh, synopsis that's the best way long. to do that because it, you could do that in anthology form because of the yeah. fact that it's uh, journal entries. So. Neat. You could read the blurb now because we know who the character No, no, is. no. We don't want to spoil it. <laughs> I would, but it's kind of long. Oh, no, no, no. Then don't. You can go look it up, listener. <laughs> I'm going to bookmark this and <laughs> You're going to go back and read it up. We'll get the Cliff Notes version next I'm week. I'm going to add it to my wish list. Hold on. There we go. Okay. Shall we move on to feedback then? First up in feedback. I like how you guys still pause. Like there might be a song in there. <laughs> I was pausing in case there was any legacy tip that we weren't aware. I wasn't aware of. But oh, yeah. Tip. We normally do that before feedback. <laughs> but there's no tip. So first up in feedback is Chrissy. Chrissy writes, penultimate roundup. Dear Vortex Boys, I feel like I've abandoned you this season. Every week I say I am totally going to send in feedback. Then every week something happens 
and feedback falls through the cracks. Between work and wedding planning and the holidays and moving apartments, my life has not let me stop and have a few minutes to myself. It's Thursday night, and I just barely caught up with your last couple of podcasts. And I basically just said, screw it. I'm writing to them now. So here are my... Here are some of my condensed thoughts on Series 9, minus the finale. Hopefully that feedback will be forthcoming, but I make no promises. <sighs> the Zygon two-parter. Probably my favorite of the season. Loved all the unit stuff. Loved Osgood. Loved Zygon Clara. Loved the doctor's speech at the end. I even ended up writing about it for my day job at, as an online political commentator, if you can believe it. Solid story. Great nods to the past. All around awesome. Sleep no more. I cannot get past the idea that Iburgers are supposed to be scary. <laughs> That's all so-called sleep dust really is. Dried up ice knot. That's pretty much colored my entire perception of the episode, and I just couldn't take it seriously. The found footage gimmick didn't help much. In fact, it didn't feel like they used it cons- uh, consistently. I wish that Mark Gatiss had been able to do more with the world building that he had said he had done for this story, but it had to be cut out for time. I mean, if this was meant to be a two-parter, freaking let it be a two-parter. Alas, it was not to be. Eh, kind of the turkey of the season. Face the Raven. This is Clara's episode all the way, no question. And very fitting that's the case. Everything she did in this episode is in keeping with the character we've known since Asylum of the Daleks. She's brave and a bit reckless. She cares about other people. She wants to emulate the Doctor. There's no other way that she could have gone out, honestly. Claire is not the kind of person who would just be, well, I'm sick of traveling, so I'm I'm just going to quit. And I like that they brought Riggsy back. He was an enjoyable character in Flatline. And it was nice to see how his life turned around after that. I'm still not a fan of Shielder with immortality. I still don't think she's earned my sympathy. But that's kind of okay in this story because she's supposed to be a smug, unlikable person whose idiotic actions gets Clara killed. And the doctor's speech at the end. Holy cow, give Peter Capaldi all the awards and throw some shiny hardware in Jenna Coleman's way while you're at it. If that's... If that had been the ending of the season, I would have considered myself happily entertained. But then comes the next episode. Heaven sent. Ditto. Everything you guys said about this. I even watched it twice It held up the second time beautifully. Probably even better since I knew what was coming. The imp- anticipation did not diminish my enjoyment of the story. If anything, it helped me enjoy it even more. This is Stephen Moffat at his very best. I would definitely put this at the level, up at the level of Caves of Adrazani in terms of best Doctor Who story. Even if Hellbent turns out to be an absolute stinker, that still won't ruin this one. It could very well stand up on its own, despite the connections for the episode before and after the ep- and the episode after. Anyway, those are my thoughts. I hope I will have more Saturday night after I've seen the finale. If I'm not too dead tired from moving that day, that is. You guys are awesome. Thanks for all you do for your faithful listeners. We probably don't say it enough, but we appreciate the podcast a lot and the community that's built up around you guys. I hope that life will calm down enough for me to be a full participant again. But I hope to download and but I still download and listen every week, so I don't think I've forgotten about you boys. Have a great week and take care, Chrissy. Aww.
Thank, Thank you, Chrissy. And she did get feedback sent in for the finale. So Chrissy's next bit of feedback. She says, American diners in the space. Dear Vortex boys. Woohoo. I'm getting feedback in on time. I think go me. Hellbent. This was a fantastic episode. The, day, the doctor basically ends up taking his revenge on the time Lords anyway, though not the way Clara warned him against. So it's totally okay. It follows on the events of Heaven Sent, but without heavily connecting to that episode. So it can still stand pretty much on its own. I like having a new episode that resolves, revolves around an adventure on Gallifrey because it's been a long time since we've had one of those. And it's pretty darn wonderful. I loved seeing the classic TARDIS interior. The production team clearly took the effort to make it look like the TARDIS interiors of the 1960s, but in HD color... And the whole thing had me so happy. This episode was a perfect blending of classic Who and new updated Who. I'm still not thrilled about the way Ashilda's character has gone this season. But that's something I'm just going to have to deal with. She probably won't return since she and not dead Clara are <laughs> off having adventures in a TARDIS stuck to look like an, old, like an American dieter. And how is that going to work when they land on other planets? At least a police box is fairly easy to hide away in some out-of-the-way corner. But a great big diner? I can appreciate the idea that there is one companion that the Doctor forgets, just like he made Donna forget him, and how Jamie and, J- and Zoe had to forget him too. It's an interesting change that, now that Stephen Moffat's done it, I'm surprised it's never been done before. The whole hybrid plotline. Eh, I kept forgetting it was there. I guess I thought there was more interesting things to be concerned with which is probably not a good thing since I was supposed to be the overarching story this season. But there was enough exciting stuff going on elsewhere that I'm okay with it. Which brings me to series, my thoughts on Series 9 as a whole. I enjoyed it for the most part. There are always going to be some things that I like better than others. Isn't that true of every season of Doctor Who? But this season had some top quality stuff going on. I like that we didn't have a new Doctor or a new companion, and this could just be a regular season of Doctor Who without an extraordinary amount of hype surrounding it. Yes, there was the whole thing with Clara leaving, and Moffat did some creative things with that, but this was by largely, by large, a fairly standard season. And I liked having that this year. Just let the storyline storytelling happen without all the extra outside stuff acting it, affecting it too much. Now, because this is Doctor Who and fans of the rank, rank, rank things, I do have a ranking for these episodes. And I'm fully prepared to have someone else carp at me for the, the wrong re, that I'm wrong for reason X, Y, or Z. But you're welcome to make your own rankings. Two-parters rank together unless otherwise noted. One, Heaven Sent. This episode had better be discussed with the same, in the same sentence as Blink and the Caves of Adrazani in the future, or I will hit somebody. I am absolutely best episode of the season, if not the entire 52-year history of the show. Clever and surprising, while also being a story you can rewatch and still get something out of. 2. The Zygon Invasion, The Zygon Aversion. The cl- uh, classic villains with a new twist, coupled with nods to classic series while still being a very new Who story. Add the Doctor's amazing speech at the end, and you get an instant classic. 3. Face the Raven. Hits all the emotional points and serves as a fitting send-off for a companion that des- then more that more than deserves it. Four, a tie. 
Hellbent and the Magician's Apprentice slash Witches Familiar. Couldn't put one of these above the other, but I like them both equally for different reasons. Premieres and finales serve similar functions, and these stories did their job beautifully. 5. The Girl Who Died I enjoyed this one when I first saw it. It's a fun, rompy type story. It harkens back to Fires of Pompeii, which is a favorite of mine, and we'd be promised that we would be referencing it it would be referenced at some point in Capaldi's run as a doctor. Here, Rashilda is a likable, smart, sweet, tenacious character, and there's a heartwarming ending. Too bad it was summarily ruined by what came later. That's hardly this episode's fault. Six, Under the Lake Before the Flood. Fun and entertaining at the time, but somewhat forgettable. That's certainly no crime. Seven, The Woman Who Lived. This story took a... a heretofore enjoyable story and turned her into a whiny or enjoyable character and turned her into a whiny unlikable smug bratty childish person with much with too much inane navel gazing the monster is boring the villagers are stupid and I don't really care what happens the only reason it's at the only reason it's not at the bottom of the list is because this next episode exists eight sleep no more eye burgers are scary monsters and they are and they use found footage, the found footage gimmick. Nope. Not taking this one seriously. At least it wasn't as ridiculous as the moon is an egg. <laughs> Never. Or nothing is ever going to top that one in terms of sheer stupidity. Those are my thoughts on the finale and Series 9 in general. <laughs> Overall, it's been a great season. I'm looking forward to sheer fun of the Christmas special. Or at least the trailer for it looks, like, looks fun. It would be cool to see River Song with a 12th Doctor. That's for sure. Take care, boys. Chrissy. Thank you, Chrissy. Thank you, Chrissy. Um, as a personal note, um, congratulations on your new apartment. I hope you're forwarding your mail. <laughs> <laughs> I know she got her book just before she moved. Because uh, certain other things have gone out <laughs> and uh, went to the address I was provided with. And, of course, not your fault that you moved. Uh, and that I took so long to get I it I hope up. it's her fault she moved. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, in, 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 the, in the time frame in which she did. Yeah, okay. I, I, right, I, I had a year. To I mean, if, if she got kicked out, that, was, <laughs> that could be her fault. Well, that could, could be her fault, fault too, I suppose. But. Um, just real briefly, um, because Whovians do love to rank things, I, I thought about bringing this up when we were doing the news and decided not to because it's not really our thing. But for those of you that are interested, I saw io9 just recently compiled another. Oh, they've updated top. their list. I don't think it included anything from this season, though. Oh, which I, I figure that's why it came out today or well, Saturday. That's what I would have thought. But I, now I didn't see anything on there. But interestingly enough, Caves of Adrazani tops the list on that one, and uh, uh, Day of the Doctor was not in the top ten. Oh, oh interesting. Which interesting. I thought was kind of a, a, a surprising. The newness is worth off. <laughs> apparently. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Blink was still up there in the top five. But <clears throat> anyway, uh, you know, if you're interested, you can go seek that out. We, we're not going to deal with it because it's not really our thing. Um, but it is there. Uh, and as far as your listing goes, you're pretty pretty dead on with what I would do except for a couple. I think I'd probably put Magician's Apprentice a little higher than Hellbent, definitely higher than Face the Raven. Um, but other than that, well, and I don't know that I'd put Sleep More, More at the bottom. I think I'd put Sleep More, More at the bottom. It was definitely the bottom. Yeah, probably. It's the only one that I think of of the season that is like, oh yeah, that wasn't very good. 
I just I, I'm still I'm still so in love with the concept though that. But anyway, well, you, 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 I think you're probably struggling with whether to put uh, the woman who died or the woman who lived on the bottom. Yeah, because I, I, I really came like down that on that one. So I really didn't like that one. But but other than that, I agree with you. So and thank you for getting feedback in. Congratulations on all the chaos in your life. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like good chaos. Uh, up next in feedback is Holly. Holly writes, "Is it Christmas yet?" Hey guys, wow. These last three episodes of Doctor Who have been amazing and didn't disappoint at all. All the nods to past Doctor Who episodes were great. The Time Lords are still being old meanies. And I think we can add the Sister of the Karn to that category as well. I was actually starting to like Ophelia until her comment about the Doctor always running away. Why do I get a feeling that this will probably still be a thing when Series 10 rolls around? I think we still get mentions of Clara along the way. I'm also hoping that we'll get a big finish spin-off of the adventures of Shielder and Clara. A girl can dream, can't she? I like the Doctor's new sonic screwdriver, and the next time trailer for the Christmas special looks like we're going to be in for quite the ride. I'll wrap it up here. Looking forward to hearing everyone's thoughts on this episode. Holly from Wisconsin. We'll have to remember to talk about the next time on. So Yeah. yeah. And our last bit of feedback comes from Ben. And Ben writes, Hey guys, I have a little bit of feedback here for you. First, I received Beast of Fang Rock. I've already gotten a third of the way through. Already it's a dun-dun-dun! <laughs> Thank you so much for sending it to me. I've expressed my appreciation to the author and publisher both. It really is good work. I can't wait to finish it. Moving on to Hellbent. I have mixed emotions regarding this episode. On the whole, I really enjoyed it. The Sonic Screwdriver returned. Not terribly sure how I feel about the design. The Sisters of Karn paid us a visit once again. A shielder, pardon my spelling, <laughs> also paid us a visit. All of these things pleased me as they were, as it were. Onto the bits I'm not sure about or flat out disliked. There was the hybrid issue once again. It seems as though all fan theories were discussed in the episode without a real answer, unless I'm too thick to have noticed it, which is very possible. A resolution that would have been nice if they're going to continue to bring it up. The conclusion, though, wow, where do I even begin? I was good with Clara being in this right up until then. She was helpful, useful to the story, but she had to go back to the moment of her death. Forget the storyline being that the universe must have her death or it will unravel. How about we get an actual proper death? To have Clara out there with a the TARDIS means she'll never, she never has to return to the moment of her death. Ever. So she will never really die unless she wants to. That doesn't seem likely. She, along with a shielder slash me, uh, look like they're enjoying the card TARDIS a little too much. For me, at least, for me at least, that cheapen, cheapens things quite a bit. Add into it, the new TARDIS also has a non-functional chameleon circuit. Chalk that up to their inexperience, I suppose, but it seemed lame. Overall, though, I really did enjoy the episode and look forward to everyone's thoughts on it. I'm always curious to hear how far off my assessment is. <laughs> <laughs> Take care. Thank you, Ben. Thanks, about, Ben. I don't know about you guys, but his assessment's not too far off. Let's move on to our review. Hell bent. If you took everything from him, betrayed him, trapped him, and broke both his hearts, how far might the Doctor go? Returning to Gallifrey, the Doctor faces the Time Lords in a struggle that will take him to the end of time itself. Who is the hybrid, and what is the Doctor's confession? 
Did we get that? <laughs> well, those last like, two questions. That's, that sounds like a different synopsis from the episode I watched. Dun, uh, dun, dun. I think that's a good dun, dun, dun. Yeah, that's, that's probably pretty accurate. Keith, I'm going to start with you this week. It started off really strong. I was okay. I was okay with uh, the doctor showing up and doing the, the the backstory to what I assumed was a splinter version of Clara, and then so he, what I really liked about it was the stuff on Gallifrey, the stuff with the Time Lords and him standing up to them, sending Rassilon off. But then I feel like that whole even after that, once he gets Clara out. The whole that whole plot line is just dropped yeah. for Clara. Yeah, that's my biggest problem with the story. And while that's okay, if we would have resolved the Gallifrey plot line and then moved on to the Clara plot line, it would have been one thing. Right, right. But because we drop it and don't resolve it, I feel like what they set up, they didn't follow through with. I, I uh, let me jump in here real quick because I think there's a reason for that because I felt I'm the sure, exact same way. I'm sure we're I probably going to revisit. I it. think it's a uh, wrath of. I think he's setting up a wrath of Rassilon plot line for, or or at least a story coming up in a season or so. Damn well, better be. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that's. I think <laughs> I, I was. I was even okay with him. Them sending Rassilon off in the High Council, and they think the Doctor's going to now just be president of Gallifrey and he run off. That is totally in MO. I would have that, that yes, I w- the best way for him to leave Gallifrey is to him running away. I wanted that, but, and, and setting up the, the Rassilon plotline I'm okay with. It's the hybrid, that storyline that continues where they're questioning him and trying to figure out the, the, the hybrid and then don't really resolve any of that either is my bigger problem. I I I I don't know if the that's part of the Rassilon, we'll, wrath we'll, of Rassilon. We'll, we'll or... get to the hybrid thing. I think is in our discussions here pretty soon. But I, I I seem to be the only one with my own. I don't know that it's right, but I have my own answer to the hybrid question. So and I still there's still issues. I I mean there's still maybe a few holes in my understanding of what the hybrid was, but. Everybody seems to think that that was left hanging, and I, I, I completely disagree. I think that they did answer that question. but uh, I agree in your disagreement. I think it's wrapped up as much as it's going to be. Yeah. Back to your, your, but I, your, I guess, your I guess point, though. We got, we got the answer, but the, the Time Lord's seeking of the answer wasn't resolved. That I agree with as well. Okay, I see what you're that, saying. That's, that's, it, it, we get three different options for what you want to believe the hybrid is, but the whole setup for why... They put the mark on Riggsy to get him, the doctor, to oh, his I confession dial well, to I, get him to Gallifrey. See, but what, I gather, but what I gather from that is for the same reason that they leave things like for 50 years, the fact that he ran away from Gallifrey, what was he running away from? For the same reason that we had that, I think the idea that, hey, the Time Lords – yeah, the Time Lords just – aren't meant to know. I mean, I, I was fine with that. I was fine with the fact that they were so obsessed with getting that answer once they realized that he has that answer. 
I think that but, 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 I, I'm fine with why? the fact that he didn't why, give why, it to Why him. won't they continue? The problem that I think they will continue to pursue it. I think that's I think that will go along with a Rassilon story as well. But I think the, the 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 problem that I have with that idea is I don't understand why suddenly they have figured out that he knows who the hybrid is. That's that's my problem with it. Yeah. Because I've never gotten the impression and they never retroactively fixed it for me in this episode that they've been trying to get him back. They've been trying to get him to answer that question for all the time that we've known because that, that can't be true because they have engaged him yeah. several times without asking that question or pursuing that. So at some point in the recent past, they have figured out that he knows the answer. And I don't. I, I would have liked to have found out that well, that Davros how, tipped them off, yeah. or that that he knew, or how, something. How did that, they find out? That I think was left out of this, and I think that was that was the big chunk that I think would have fixed maybe your problem with, you know, because I, I'm fine that they still don't know. I'm fine that he still. I mean, the brilliance of the story is the idea that he comes through. He <laughs> gets there the long way around, which I love that they keep. Going I, to that I, I because that. that that goes all the way back to the day of the doctor where we at the very end he says you know the, the long way around yeah but the uh, I, I I like that the, the 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 weird thing about that for me is or, or the, the brilliance of it another weird thing the brilliance of it is the fact that we get into this whole complex okay the time lords are trying they really want this this question answered and so the doctor seems very pursuant on doing something and they keep watching him okay what's he doing figure out what he's doing and he's very pursuant on and there's this whole mystery of him going into the sub basement i'll call it because and it wasn't necessarily in the matrix but i get the impression it was the level above the yeah matrix, i get the yeah. impression it was he was he it was for all intents and purposes looking like he was going to actually go into the matrix to get to, to because his his guise is that he's going to do something to fix Clara's situation to, to keep her alive. And so this whole time you have this, okay, where's he going? And you're doing alongside the, 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 the uh, uh, Time Lords of what's he doing? Where's he? And I, I really thought that the answer was in the Matrix, and that's why we were in this kind of gray area with the, what they call them, this, what they call Cloister Wraiths. This Cloister Wraiths. And so they had all, and they're like the defense system. I love the, the analogy that's, that they're a firewall and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And he's going in, and then he finds this thing on the ground, which you think, okay, this must be the interface. This is where he's going in. And then it's, it's it's wonderful because then suddenly he and Clara have a conversation that we don't hear. And then she comes over and she goes to the Time Lords and starts talking to him. And I'm thinking, what's going on? Only to find out he had no intention of going to the Matrix at all. He was looking for the same uh, air shaft that he went in the first time that he went in and stole the TARDIS. And took, <laughs> his, his whole ploy was to go in there and steal Still, another TARDIS yeah. and nothing to do with anything anybody thought. And I thought that was brilliant because it really, it for me, it was, a, it was a bit of fan service, but it brought it all the way back to this is what I can see now uh, uh, the first doctor going in, finding that shaft because he tells a story about, you know, the, 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 this time learn you find out it's, it was actually him, that this is where... William Hartnell's doctor went in and went down through the shaft, took the Stardust with, with uh, Susan and ran. And I thought we got to see that in a way recreated. Now, well, and we, and we, well, and we saw that already too. 
Well, we saw the result of him yeah, going we saw, we into, the the end of, into yeah, the TARDIS. Yeah. We well, didn't see how he got into the room where the TARDIS yes, were. He snuck yes, in yes, this okay. way, and that yeah. was basically how he got there. So I loved that. So, I thought it was a bit of brilliance. Yeah, I, I, I like that bit, the, too. The comment that he makes during that story about the guy who got in here and, <laughs> and ran off with the president's wife. Well, actually, it was his daughter. Yeah. The uh, president's <laughs> daughter. <laughs> So are we to assume yeah, that now. Susan is the president's daughter? Which does that mean that the president at the time might have been the doctor's son? It kind of gathered oh, okay. that from it as well. Is right. I don't think it was a sub- subversive way to say that Susan wasn't exactly his granddaughter. I think it was a subversive way of saying that the president, at the, the Lord President at the time, might have been the doctor's son. I, I, mean, so, I didn't think of that. I thought that was kind of clever. I didn't think of it either. I thought they were just maybe trying to throw a, a smoke screen up about the whole is, m- m- is, is Susan biologically the, the, related yeah. to him or not. I, I, oh, my a, first thought was, oh, I wonder if that means the president is the uh, doctor's son or was the doctor's son at the time. I presume it was a different president. It was clearly post Rassilon, but it was pre Barusa. <laughs> 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 Who was the one in uh, Deadly Assassin that? Was president? I can't remember who and that was. Some guy you know assassinated. What I'm about yeah, yeah, some guy. <laughs> I think his name was President. Some guy. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, and um, I, I also liked the comment that he made about uh, he went insane shortly there afterwards. <laughs> he or, uh, went he, mad. He went was mad. Never, never quite right in the head since then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I like I like the fact that he used the word mad too. Mad. <laughs> oh, I was I wasn't very likable back then. Rude. <laughs> um, a, another moment I thought was when uh, he shoots the uh, commander, and which I think number one was a little. It was a, it was it was a little rough at first because it's very cold hearted that he's shooting him, but ultimately they kind of explain it away that you know well come on he's going to regenerate. It's, well, and the it's, nice it's, thing is it's he, what was the comment? It's uh, a, man a flu. yeah man flu. Well, <laughs> he well, is, I, did you guys watch it a second time or just once? I've only just watched it once. It. I okay. intended I went, I went to go back, back and, and watch it a game. second time. And I noticed before he shoots him, he says, what number are you on? And mm-hmm. he says 10. So he knows that he's not killing him. Yes. Which which helped. makes it work a little bit Yeah, better. it makes it work a lot better for me because he knows that he's not really killing this dude. It's just a regeneration. And obviously they can grant new ones too. So Seeing it doesn't work for me. It doesn't? No. I, I it, it, it's I almost like the guy knew he was going to shoot him too, and was okay. With he does. Him. He does. Well, he does seem to, to not. He does seem to kind of resign himself to it. Not so much being okay with it, but a little bit of okay. I see what you're doing here. Go ahead. I mean, it was yeah. it was more of a. That, that's the problem. I, I didn't like being led down to. I, I felt like I was shoehorned into being okay with it too, and I, I don't know that I was. And I I'm, I think I understand what they were going for. The the the, the, the larger plot. Is so the doctor re- returns to Gallifrey, and we get the whole bit at the open with him ignoring everybody until Rassilon comes out, which is great. That's I fantastic. love the entire open. But then maybe it's the fault of the actor because he's not Timothy Dalton. <laughs> Rassilon, they've pulled his teeth. Rassilon was not imposing. He was not scary. He was very inept, very ineffective. He was like the gauntlet one, was different. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you're bringing that up he, because that was one of my issues. With he was. Well. He's, he looked like one of the presidents of old who kind of was befuddled and sitting around going, well, I don't know, maybe we should do something about that. You've got the damn glove, but you're ordering the firing squad to shoot him? 
When Rassilon would do that, Rassilon would just and get rid of it, and then say, "Look how awesome I am! I killed the war hero of the Time War." Yeah, especially coming off the heels of End of Time and seeing how yeah. how he's not holding back using the gauntlet. Now, admittedly, admittedly, although maybe our perceptions were colored a little bit because we just came off of that. But let me let me interject here something that 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 sort of fixed that for me because I thought I kind of thought the same thing as I thought he needed to have a little more teeth, a little more gruff. The thing that fixed it for me is the difference between the end of time and the the uh uh this one. Yeah, this one. <laughs> Whatever this was. <laughs> Hellbent. Uh, Hellbent. <laughs> is all of the time lords and the high council are on the side of Rassilon at that point. We're in desperation, and the doctor to them is going to do something that they don't agree with. The doctor is not a war hero yet. The doctor, they have, they think that this is the destruction. So suddenly, the the, the doctor in their mind is as bad as the Daleks. He's the enemy. So they are blindly, they are blindly following Rassilon at that point. They are anything Rassilon does, he could have done. At this point in the story, they realize that the Doctor is the war hero at this point. Now, do I think Rassilon still was BS crazy enough in order to just zap him with the glove anyway? Yes, I, I think that should have been there. There should have been more of a drive. But I can understand the idea that Rassilon is, is, is struggling with the idea of he went from being Lord President, King of All, everybody is following me, come hell or high water. Two, everybody is reveling in the fact that, that the Doctor is now on a higher scale. It is on a higher pillar than Rassilon even now because they he saved them. He saved the planet. He saved Gallifrey. He was the victor in the war and not the cause of the de- of the destruction. And so I, the, the idea of that is the whole lead up to every Rassilon realizing that he has lost all of this power that he had at the point of end of time. Now, yes, still I think Rassilon was just crazy enough that he probably would have done it anyway. But I almost feel like had he – he also realized that if he didn't temper himself a bit, everybody that was completely for the Doctor and against him would have turned on him had he killed the Doctor, had he done something in that moment. So I think he knew his hands were tied, which leads me to believe that that's a setup for a Moffat story later on that will involve Rassilon, and it will be uh, Rassilon's vengeance. He's coming after the Doctor because now he has nothing to lose. Mm. At the point in this story, he realizes that he's fighting a losing battle no matter what he does. So he's got to convince the, the, the peons that – He's still in charge, and he still has to con- con- he has to convince somebody to do the orders, and so that's why he goes through the chain and goes almost to the glove. But I think the glove is also the realization of if I kill the doctor, who everybody has now proven that they're not going to do it, that that he is held in such high esteem, I'm in trouble here, and I and I, I don't have enough power to subdue a planet of followers. I, I guess I wish the actor would have portrayed that. In that's that's better. where I think it falls down. Is that I just don't think the actor put enough teeth in it. I I, I agree with that. I don't think the the actor didn't bring it bring it full circle. I disagree 100 percent though, based on every piece of lore that we've gotten about Rassilon throughout the 50 some odd years of this show. Every big finish story. Every nuance, every legend, everything, everything we've heard about Rassilon where he was regarded in such high esteem 
And then all these dark tales that we got about him afterwards and the mystery and, uh, mystery and the you know, enigma that he was and how powerful this guy might have actually been. And then to have Timothy Dalton come out and be not just Rassilon, but be Rassilon Reborn, Rassilon the Crazy, Rassilon who's leading the Time Lords into this great time war that he still sees as a way of winning, even when they're locked in this, this time lock and, and defenseless, knowing that the Doctor has the moment and all that's going to happen. And his grand plan is to end the universe as we know it, to bring about the end of time and ascend rather than lose. He is not walking off that planet and letting the Doctor have it. I don't care if he's regenerated and it's a new personality. Rassilon wouldn't do that. There's just no, there's nothing you can do that's going to convince me of that. And that's part of the problem is we, we got that premise in the setup and then didn't follow through with it. Now, I'm all for a return of Rassilon, Vengeance of Rassilon, Wrath of Rassilon. Give me a great title and I'll be like, yeah, here it comes. <laughs> but you didn't live up to the potential of the story that you set up. And, and, and that was just such a immediate, right at the beginning, oh, we're not going to go there. We're not, you're not going to give that to me, at least had, not yet. Had the general done something to disarm Rassilon? Before the before it was finally down, just him and he was. I going agree to, that would have made it work better. Yeah, but so, something was needed. There, there had to be a moment. I don't have sure. a problem with Rassilon leaving the planet in the way that he did in order to set up that yeah, greater no. story. I, I think it has, has potential to though to give Rassilon more motive for a further story. But I just I think the way think that way it was it constructed, plenty of motive. Huh? I think either way, had they added the extra stuff to give us why he's not willing to pull the trigger now. I think they did. To me, they did give that to me. To me, they did because they 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 conveyed that through the fact that he went through he went through step after step after step trying to get somebody to do his dirty work for him, and realizing when he was going to have to do the dirty work, he was in a he was in a catch twenty two. He wanted to do it, but he realized that he. he I think it, in his mind, he felt like I'm going to retreat. And I'm going to regather, and I'm going to figure out a way to take the doctor out, so that you know there's no repercussion for me, or or there's a benefit to me. And I just, I just I think that's I think that's what that is meant. Now, again, I think that the actor did not put enough oomph in it, but um, I, it, to me, that's what I got. That's what I got. I see. Here's the other problem that I have with it: is that the, we 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 built up this huge moment in the beginning with the doctor dismissing guards dismissing the, the high council until Rassilon shows up and that just psh, elevated him up here even higher than we already were and we know he's pissed and we know he's going to get him it's like yeah get off my planet and it's this big okay yeah cool but then that, that, that kind of was the end of that yeah the, the kind of the whole thing was a ruse on his part to get back to Clara now I don't have a problem from the standpoint that this episode gives us I think a very satisfying revolu- uh, uh, resolution to Clara's arc this season. See, in fact, I, I this felt- episode fixes a lot of the problems I had I with agree. Face the Raven. I agree. I agree. See, I, I feel it kind of cheapens the fact that she got to this level of being the Doctor and made a mistake and died. I, I, I 100% agreed with the Shield of Statements to the Doctor at the end of the episode. It was sad, but it was beautiful. What And we should not change what she went, what she did or change who she is. And the fact that they brought her back and didn't leave... It, it, had they had brought her back and then put her back so that she does go back and die, I would have been okay with it. But the fact that she does live on 
I have a problem with. Well, but she will go back and die. We don't know. I don't no, no, she, she will. She will. She has to. It's a fixed point. There's nothing that it can be changed. It would unravel now. time and space, and it's based on her. It's based on her speech to the doctor that you realize she understands the gravity of it, and it ultimately is the reason why she flips the switch basically and changes it so that he would forget his memory or he would forget her. And I, I think ultimately because because of what she said to him. She knows that it's in his ha- her hands. Now, that being said, it's I, the wiggle room. It, it was it was the, the the wiggle room factor of it did kind of had, set had a little done, wrong with me. Had she done all because that, it was, okay, let's go to the Gallifrey. Yeah, see, I, I I'm on the fence of that though because on the one hand, I I sort of kind of think it would have been nobler for her to go on back to her death. On the other hand, I liked the idea of Moffat giving the people that and, – and giving Clara – the people like me that liked Clara <laughs> – because there's not a lot of people out there I'm finding. The people like me that liked Clara, it gives it a little bit of a – she's got an opportunity here now to have more adventures. That's what – I felt like she was – by the time she really seemed to be enjoying and, – and, and even though we, we all agree that she was getting a little in over her head – when she was finally getting to the point where she could kind of enjoy herself, she was kind of cheated that opportunity because of the fact that the death came so soon for me. And so I like the idea. Like I said, I'm on the fence because it would have been nowhere for her to just go on back and do it. But it's kind of nice that, that we do get a – Clara gets a little bit of – Wiggle room, and I and because I, I because I liked to shield her this whole time, and had never had a problem with I her. I had a problem with her. Either. I thought it was wonderful that hey, let them have go off and have. I don't want to see it. I don't want to <laughs> see it. If they do some books, okay, maybe fine. But I don't want to see it on on television, and I really don't want to see them come back either. I don't want this to be an opportunity to bring Clara back unless you do it really clever. So, two two characters I love get an opportunity to go off and have some fun before she goes to her death. I'm fine with that. I See, think that was good. I, I, think I think that was. I, fine. I just feel that her character got to such a point where she was a little over her head. Now she's way in over her head. She doesn't have the safety net of the doctor, and now she's off out there with the TARDIS doing who knows what. And knowing her character and how addicted and how much fun she was having with the traveling, I don't think she will ever go back. I think that the, I think I think she it, will it, go back. I think no. It, I think Sean. I think Sean's right. But here's the problem. The only problem I have with them often having adventures is what happens if something happens during the meantime? If she dies having these adventures, does well, that suddenly I think unravel? That would fix the problem. No, because, because well, but I think I get the impression she has to die in that and moment. That, she can't die because she's between heartbeats, as they pointed yeah. out. Uh, I don't think it makes her immortal. It just makes her a yeah. anomaly. So if something happens to her while she's been extracted and that moment can't happen in time that's in the next heartbeat, that's that's the problem I have is it that that is reckless. That's dangerous. But here's, here's the deal. In in a it's, way it's a fairy tale moment though, and I it, think it, that's it, what that's, I like. That's well, what that's, he was going that's for. What it, it, just for. It, it, it just doesn't work for me. It enables you to have the best of both worlds. You get to have your cake and eat it too. Yeah. Because for those people who are ready for Clara to die and be done with because of her reckless behavior, you've got that. It's going to happen. There's not even the Time Lords have said there's nothing we can do. We've removed her from this, but she's living in between heartbeats. That means now here's the the, the, the the wiggle room is how much time can pass with her in the TARDIS before she has to return to that heartbeat and does that just like the doctor four point some billion years in the in the 
thing. Is that really relative to the rest of the universe or not? She's kind of in that same moment. And so it's going to happen. She's going to die. But we also now get the completion of her evolution into the Doctor. Yeah, that she yeah, has now. That, that is true. Exactly. She has now. She's got a full-fledged TARDIS of her own. She's she got has a companion. A companion, <laughs> and she can go off and do things. And for those of us that wanted to shield her as a companion, well, we got that too. <laughs> we got it too. That's a good. Point. So, yeah, so we we, we kind of got everything wrapped up in a nice little bow when it came to Clara, and I was fine with that. I really, I, I th- really I think appreciated I that okay aspect with of it. Her. Be- uh, reaching the ascension of the doctor had they actually fixed her death being a fixed point had it that not been the problem if we we pulled her out and it's not going to end the universe for her to go off and travel it'd be okay well but then if if it if it wasn't going to end the universe and she could go off and travel with the doctor but if he lost her his memory of her if that was still going to happen right but see he, that that's just it is it still has to be a She's got to go back, and yeah. he's got to. And not he be would able never let it. her. That's the point. Well, yeah. That's why he has but, to but, forget. But I got the impression that the memory the, the, was also. Well, he was going to use the memory on her more so that, that they can the the, the the time lords couldn't track him down. Right. Yeah. And that was the only reason because he was going to leave her in some random. The problem spot is she. Yeah. The problem is the doctor's way. She's going to continue to live. So the moment is. The time unravels because yeah. of that. Because the doc- and she realizes the doctor would never let her go. So the fix to that is raise his memory because she now has she now is going to go back. There's no one there to stop her. He can't stop her because he can't he has no memory. So you fixed you fixed the unraveling of time because she will eventually get to that point where she goes to there. She goes there. I guess I'm just not convinced that she will. In infinite. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying though, is in infinite she in infinite she's going there. The only clause that I have a problem with is if something happens during the meantime. But but if the doctor had not if the memory had not been erased. Yeah, I, I had a big problem with that. Too. She, she, the time would have unraveled it because her he, memory he would have always continued to, even if she doesn't and, remember it, yeah. and even if it was hiding her from the Time Lords, time and time, the timeline is damaged at that point. Oh, because, yeah. So she had so it, this had to happen the way that it happened. Now, I agree with you. I, I'm fine with it happening. I don't want to see it. I don't want him to come back. I don't want to. Maybe a book. Maybe a limited big finish audio series, three adventures, and then we're done. I'm I okay. That's it. I, Maybe I, a mini series. No, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't. I literally, I I want I want to enjoy my happy ending yeah. with with Clara and leave it be. That's really what I what I want out of this, and I hope that they're smart enough to leave it be. They're not, and here's they why: won't. because of River. <laughs> yeah, because River should be in that should have been in that computer on the library, yeah. and that should have been finite. She should not have been able to visit the doctor in Dave or uh, uh, name of the doctor. That should right. not have been able to happen, and that's why. That's my problem is Clara and Shielder could still come back because of what they did there. But yeah. anyway, sorry. But anyway, um, now here's a bake your noodle idea. Knowing Clara the way the doctor does, and knowing that she thinks she's as clever as he is, which she isn't. Did he actually set the memory wipe machine for her to then reverse the polarity to work on him? Or did he go into it knowing that he was going to wipe his memory and played it off? When when, when you're talking, like early, early on when he got the thing? When he did get it initially. Is he the one that reversed the polarity and not really her? 
that she reversed it back and th- that, that, that you know he he set it up in such a way that knowing that she was going to change it and it was going to hit him anyway. I don't know. I don't know. I, That's I, just I mean, overcomplicated. I, I see what you're doing. Is I think that, but I do think that overcomplicates it. I don't think it's necessary to think that way. I just ultimately, I think he did it one way, and she undid it, and he wasn't sure, certain that she did, and so he was willing to flip that coin. Yeah. And that that's the, the flipping the coin. Really what it does too is it justifies that, yeah, Clara did. Clara, to me, it justifies that – in fact, it it, uh, uh, it evolved Clara one more step for me because she did do it. She did figure out a reverse of polarity. The doctor didn't even have enough faith in the fact that she did. That he was willing to flip the coin. I think if he had if he had any faith in the fact that she could do it, he wouldn't have taken the chance. Yeah. But he had – he had little faith in the fact that she could do it, so he decided to take the chance. And so I think ultimately my my satisfaction is the fact that, yeah, she did reverse the polarity. I'm fine with that too. I, yeah. I, um, one of the things I like about the erasing the memory thing is that it didn't go down the way that we thought it was going to. Oh, yeah, yeah. It so it, totally, it, I, as, as soon as – I can't remember what – at what point, but it was before they actually revealed, I thought to myself, oh, they're going to – Pull a Donna. They're going to pull a Donna. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love turning that on its head and, yes, and making it. I, I agree with that. And, and, and revealing that much later. That was really yeah. cool. Well, and it made it such a, a, a beautiful moment, too, because Clara, not just as a, a companion, not just as a best friend, but as the impossible girl, the woman the doctor literally owes his life to over and over and over and over and over again throughout his regenerations because of how that was set up with her saving him from the great intelligence. The being able to take that aspect of it away and not, I mean, that, that's a debt you can't possibly repay. Exactly. You yeah. know, and, and, and so the memory true. wipe helps. So that. getting, and now unfortunately it's, it's kind of another Moffat reset button, but <laughs> you know, I'm, I, again, I'm okay. Yeah. With it. I, I, I like the fact that just, I think it was Christy pointed out that, it's the first time that's been used. We've yeah. had it the reverse in that, in that way. Yeah. That we, yeah, yeah, we've had it a couple of times before, and it's this is the first time we flipped it on. on its head. And it, it, it's it's nice in that way that because the doctor is who he is. I mean, if he was tenacious enough to go four billion years the long way around, he has to forget her. Yeah, because yeah. if he remembers her, he's gonna, you know. He's going to, you know, but the the interesting thing that I found about that is, and and Holly sort of pointed this out as well, which by the way, she's not liked last week's or this week's episode, but (laughs) that's from just a layman point of view. What she pointed out though, was that it was interesting that it wasn't a complete memory wipe. It wasn't like Donna who remembers nothing about the adventures. The doctor in some weird way has the the memory of the adventures. He just doesn't remember Clara. It's like Holly pointed out. She says, you ever had that dream where you remember everything that's happening in the dream? You're aware of everything that's happening in the dream, but the person you're having the dream with were about – you couldn't tell who they were or or even see their face. And I get the impression that's probably what the doctor has gone through. And ultimately, in order to make him forget – not the adventures because he'll remember things that, that he could clearly not make a mistake later in the future because you have to learn from your mistakes. Oh, yeah. You learn from your experiences. But he, it severs the connection of the necessity to k- keep her alive because he doesn't remember anything about the person. So he yeah. doesn't remember why he would have that motive to keep her alive either. So I thought that was very, That's very true. cleverly done. Yeah, I thought so too. 
like I said, as, as far as the, the, the Clara ending now, I, I really, the, the, the top, top marks, because it, it just, it, it fixed a lot of what I had problems with Face the Raven. Yeah, me too. By, by get, setting up that moment. And then I kind of felt funny about having her in, but not really in last week's episode. Oh, yeah. But then to actually get her back this week was almost jarring until they... Who yeah, said that? You, you, said you that, definitely called it. Um, but it was, you know, like I said, just the way that it was resolved and the way that we went about doing it. And it just it just it made everything work for me. And that's the nice little bow. I just wish that we hadn't had to do it at the expense of the Gallifrey arc. Yeah. Because everything that happened on Gallifrey from Rassilon on down just just felt like it was there to service the Clara plot. Well, it, it was. And it was. It was. Including. It, to its detriment. Which is the long, I took the long way around to get here. His killing of the the, the general. When he pulls the gun, I, I, I really generally, especially after last week, he's boiling furious. And I, I made the comment that I, I kind of don't want to see it, but I really do want to see it. I can't wait to see him do it. And I feel like his anger was misdirected. I feel like once we banished Rassilon, well, now I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, and I'm even going to go so far as to shoot this guy. And it's like, this guy's not done anything to you. Now, I, I understand, I think, the intent was to show this guy's kind of sort of a friend. Maybe not a, you know, maybe not a friend, but yeah. a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a kindred a, spirit yeah. colleague, whatever you want to say. He's definitely not a full-out enemy. He, he's not an enemy. And the doctor went so far as to shoot him. Now, yes, he, he verified but, but his... Wait, wait, wait. Uh, but it, it, goes, it goes a long way to show us the doctor's desperation. Yes, and I think that's why he's done that. And that's I think it was necessary. Yeah. I mean, all the way up to the conversation with Clara. Because he even says, what have I done? And he realizes I've gone a little. I've gone a little time more victorious. I've, bro- here. I've, I've broken every rule I've ever yeah. had. But it, it, I don't like. I said it just it it seemed very cold and very callous and not and, and misplaced. I, I feel like he lashed out at the wrong person. If he had shot Rassilon that way in order to get her out, I'd have been fine with it because Rassilon deserved it. But I think that the intent was this is how far he's willing to go. He's going to shoot this guy who's not such a bad guy. Just to me, and I, I felt yeah. like I don't like being forced into that box. <laughs> I think the other thing, though, though it was also a vehicle for Moffat to make a point, which I'm 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 good with, and and I'm for the reasons you're saying, I don't like it. But for one of the reasons I think it was put there is number one, not only does he regenerate as a woman, he regenerates as an African American woman, or or. We should simply say black because in Britain it would be African Americans, <laughs> but into an African woman. So, I, I thought that was that was an interesting point that Moffat was subtly saying that number one, not only have we said with Missy that Time Lords can switch, you see it, yeah, here it is but in your face, here it is in your face. <laughs> but not only that, but it's it's not a skin thing either, and yeah. I love that it's not an ethnicity thing as far as casting actors. I love that that Moffat was able to put in both of those points in one simple story just by saying there, there's no bounds I, I, we're not restricting ourselves to ethnicity or gender and yeah. I love that I thought that was a great and, and I, was, I, I 100% agree as long as getting that point in didn't come at the expense of that character did we only write the doctor shooting well him I think it that's that's where I have a problem that's where I have a problem with it because I think it potentially could have been at the expense you know, of the character if, if, if we if we had always planned on going this way and then at the end of the day they went hey you know what'd be kind of cool is what if we did this and we got we worked that in and they went yeah okay let's 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 really hammer home that point then I'm okay with it 
But if it was, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to, I'm going to really nail down the point and I'm going to prove to all these people to say the doctor can't be a woman. Here, look, we just did it in front of you on screen. It's not just that I changed Missy off camera. It's that here yeah. you see the regeneration and I'm going to do that on purpose. Well, how do we do that? I don't know. The doctor shoots somebody. See, now you've done it. You've come at it from the wrong direction and it doesn't work for me. Yeah. Now, why is that see, important? Because it's a behind the scenes issue. I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's tragically important to me and I don't know why. Oh, can we talk about some of the fan service that I think was wonderful? <laughs> I'll tell you what this episode disc did probably first and foremost was it completely justified in universe season six B. <laughs> <laughs> because if we've got an extraction machine, we can pull the doctor and Jamie out of a regeneration cycle and say oh wait, wait you gotta we go. got some more adventures for you the extraction machine or whatever you want to call it completely justified a season 6b completely justified it terrence dicks Check. already did that but this in in story did put it, it went on in, camera on hey, camera guess what? In continuity season 6b yeah continuity you know the other thing that i liked was going all the way up to with a, with a very firm tongue planted in cheek, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Oh, this is who I think the hybrid is. Well, you spend so much time on Earth. Really? That's what you got? Without, without going. <laughs> and so we went right up that to that line. Off that I talked yeah. about last week. Right. You we did. Went, we yeah. went right up to that line and didn't do it. And I did. I thought of Keith when he said that. But notice that we it's still not a denial. No, it's, <laughs> it's not. It's still not a. Well, but He's not committing one way or another. It's, it's the same as Osgood. It's it's the same why, why it's it the matter? same conversation. Before we get there, because <laughs> I did the hybrid thing, I think I, yeah, we'll get, I, I we'll don't know the, that I've got to tell the, it. the other thing that I absolutely absolutely loved is we went back and we stole Type Forty, and the interior was the yeah. first Doctor's interior. It was the same that, kind. That of was my absolute favorite part of the whole show. I, my face, I was grinning from ear to ear the entire time they were in that <laughs> console room, almost unfocusing and. I don't. I have read a lot of things online where people were saying, "Well, this is. It's obvious that that type of. That's why we can't have that type of control room anymore well, because it just looks out of place." It didn't. No, I no, thought it, it totally went. Worked. They even went updated it, making so the roundels works. glow. This so works. See, I totally. Well, I think they glowed, but we just saw them in black and white. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think we would know if lights was coming yeah, through them. Maybe I'm wrong. When they talked about, oh, good on the production team, I kind of feel like they just went down and shot at the Doctor of the Experience. <laughs> <laughs> they changed the console back to white instead of the, 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 the sea green. The sea green one, was. yeah. I, I, that's kind of what I thought. I was like, oh, look, they went on location. <laughs> well, what it tells me also, though, is that the third Doctor must have slightly tweaked the uh, desktop because his control oh, console was that seafoam green Yeah, <laughs> for a little while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, and and just uh, yeah, that, I agree. That was that was great fan service, and it it, it, it again. I was kind of sad that the the doctor didn't actually get to keep that TARDIS. <laughs> Thought he would have fixed the commune circuit to look like a police box and uh, kept that. No, considering how a, much the yeah. doctor, how much uh, Peter, was calling for that classic white look for this new 
TARDIS. I'm well, kind of surprised that they didn't that, try to find that, a way to make it. That's fine, but the moment you change TARDISes, it's different. Yeah, because well, that's that, the, that's as much of the character of the Doctor okay. as anything. It's, it's, so. it's, it's, it's not like going out and buying a yeah, new okay, car. That's true, it's, that's true. Even if he had broke the chameleon circuit as a police box exterior, I think that it, I would still would have felt like that's not the original police box. That's not the original <laughs> TARDIS. That's not the Doctor's TARDIS. Well, then he needs to go and it's change the, the, the desktop interior and the actual TARDIS. It's <laughs> back to this. Yeah, yes. I'd be fine with that. But the, the only way I'd be okay with it is if he did a story down the road in the Wrath of Rassilon that the TARDIS saves his life. Like, the TARDIS literally jumps in front of the disintegration beam to save him and <laughs> explodes. And he defeats Rassilon. And then he gets another TARDIS. And he goes back and lands next to a police box in the 60s. And the new TARDIS takes its shape. And he looks out and he looks at that one and he looks at his. He goes back inside and gets that big rubber mount and starts <laughs> smashing the console and destroys the chameleon circuit. That might be okay. <laughs> But it'd take a long time for me to okay. <laughs> I just Even well, better I, if he sits down in Foreman's junkyard next to his TARDIS. Yeah. yeah it'd have to be. It'd it have takes to be that form and then. <laughs> I, I just want Capaldi in that desktop theme. Or anything else. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's just it, though. We got it. Yeah. We got it. I want Capaldi to drive Bessie and do some Venetian Ikido or anything <laughs> else. That's, that's what I want. But. All right, so let's move on to the hybrid. Because I, I actually kind of enjoyed the. The teasing. I kind of enjoyed I like that the, they didn't answer it. I, I just, well, I don't. I think they did answer it. And I, you guys help me. Help me. Tell me I'm wrong. The hybrid was not what everybody thought it was. It wasn't even one person. The hybrid ultimately was the Doctor and Clara. Yep. That's the answer. A shielder was right. She's yeah. A shielder was ultimately correct. She gave the first two theories, mm-hmm. but the third the third theory was fact. And the, what he was scared of was the the idea of the fact that they would go. That was what would destroy the universe. That would, if they had stayed together and Clara had not done what she did, the hybrid would have unraveled time and destroyed everything, because that's ultimately what they were doing. That was the path that the Doctor had gone down. He'd have run off with her, not returning her to her point of death. And okay. they would have continued to have those. That was the hybrid. The Doctor and Clara were the hybrid. Two warring, two warlike races. She's human. He's. We talked about this last week about how could it be the human? Yeah. The human aspect is still there. It is not him because he's half human necessarily. Well, again, I don't know that they completely. They didn't. It's disparate. not off the they table. They did. It's not no, off the yeah, table that the he's table at. But I, I like that. That was not what the hybrid was. That's not what this whole prophecy was. Yeah, um, that 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 part was very much Moffat trolling us. Oh yeah, yeah that yeah, was yeah, him yeah, sitting yeah. down at the computer going. That was that was, <laughs> and that was me finally going. Hey, I'm enjoying some of your trolling here, Moffat. I mean, <laughs> I really did because as they kept going out, oh, this is the answer. Oh, it's not the answer. Oh, this is the answer. No, it's not the answer. This is the answer. It is the answer. That I mean, that's what, that, that's, that's what I. That, so I came away with it that 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 is ultimately the shoulder was right the third time. That's that's what it was. That was what would have destroyed everything. Now. If that's the case, that, that we go with the Dr. Clara relationship being what would destroy the universe of the hybrid, that kind of sort of fixes why are the Time Lords just now getting around to threatening him within... Because... Be, the, because he's with Clara presently. No, no, it doesn't because they don't know that that's the hybrid. No, you're right. Well, yeah, you're they, right. They, they, they don't, don't know, know that. that, that said, so it doesn't me, fix it at all. unfortunately, that does not satisfy it. I want to know what at what point... Did they decide that they had to go hell bent to a- answer that question? I think the the only thing that I can kind of feel was in 
story that answered it was the fact that they were at the near near the end of the. They were they are at the near the end of the universe. I mean, he they, they so, he so, says they had gone that far, and so it, it sort of makes me wonder as if they thought, well, you know, everything's almost done. We really ought to find out. No, it doesn't. That doesn't, that, that work doesn't even work. Now. Yeah, because <laughs> Gallifrey's <laughs> about to, to Gallifrey's it. about to no longer exist because the universe is ending. Why do they care what the <laughs> hybrid does? Yeah. There's somewhere there's a big clock on the wall going tick tick, and they're going, oh, you know, what we really ought to get around to. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't work it doesn't before work. it leaves us in devastation. No, see, it's we trying it's to justify clock. that. I don't. Know. And, and that's what I agree with you, Keith. It, it's I feel like we got the resolution, or at least as much of it as we're going to get of what, of what the of, hybrid of what the is. Hybrid is. I don't understand why this mystery formed to begin with. And that's the frustrating thing. I feel like Moffat, and in a way it's kind of lazy writing, I feel like he, he, he had this idea, he knew he knew he needed to get to here, but wasn't quite sure what the start line was. Yeah. But So he just started sprinkling in the idea of this hybrid and yeah. this prophecy. And that's, that's the other thing, is anytime we deal with a prophecy... Or, uh, uh, well, there's stories and legends and blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, it's kind of open for interpretation, and it's obviously been in the mix for a really, really, really long time, and therefore it could have gotten corrupted. It could have gotten this, could have gotten this. So that's kind of I the, love that. that yeah, was, that's that was, yeah, yeah. great. It, it, it's great, and it isn't, because it kind of allows you that wiggle room to say, maybe it's not this. Right, right. You well, know, I mean, ultimately, and, that's what he was doing, though, be giving the, the, the three by trolling us with the three yeah. predictions that the Shielder gave as well. So I think it, 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 it works in that aspect. Well, but it, it even I just, in a way works I for why know we don't know why. I want to know at what point did the Time Lords realize that the Doctor knew what the answer to the hybrid, what the hybrid was. And why is it such a s- sudden urge to figure see, out the, what it is? And, well, and that's the thing is that I don't even know if it's a sudden urge because he was locked in that confession dial for four billion years. Yeah, but they put him in there in order to get the answer out. Yeah, they thought they they didn't expect him to be there for four billion years. They expected him to an- answer, answer it. But, yeah. but 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 after a week, after a month, after three years, at what point do you go? This isn't working. Well, but the only way they they, they made the point though, once you put him in there, now there's no way they to can't get him, get him out. out. They made the point that once you're in there, the only way out, although the doctor proved there was another way, but the only <laughs> way out was to give the confession. That was the only way out. So they knew that there was no way to get him out of there. So it's not like you're giving up on it and say, okay, get him out of there. We'll figure out something else. You couldn't do that. You had to wait. You had to wait until he gave his confession. Right. I don't know. It, it seems like a... For, for being something that they consider to be so very important to get that information, it seems a very slipshod way of doing it. You know, it just—I don't know. It's—I I feel like it's kind of the reverse of the Attack of the Clones mystery. Like, who ordered the clone army? Who did this? Who did this? And they set up this great mystery, and then we don't get any answers at the end. I kind of feel like we got all the answers, but none of the questions. <laughs> <in> this one. <laughs> so, I mean, Duke who set up the clone army? That's never revealed in the movie. Uh, yeah, because that's 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 Obi Wan finds the documents in the library, but that's who went. Nope. No, he only found that the planet was missing. And Siphon. He, he only found the statue of Dooku, and they never. It's yeah, in, I guess it's that's in, it's true. Implied, yeah. but they never answer that question. You have to go to the book to get one hundred percent. Yeah, no, you're this right, and I think is. that's where I'm getting that from. Now that you say <laughs> that, I think the book gave me the answer. I think it was implied heavily enough, though. No, no, really. 
well, I think it was implied heavily enough that, that that's the natural conclusion it, that everybody draws. Well, he says, you know, because the, the Caminos tell him it's uh, Jedi Master Sifo-Dyas, and he says, I thought he was killed 10 years ago, which is what we all kind of jumped to the conclusion that it was Qui-Gon at one point right. because he died 10 years ago. But they never come out and say that Dooku yeah. was the one who took Sifo-Dyas's identity and went and did it. Until that's true, but that's when that was 10 years ago was when Dooku left the Order, too, though. So, Which I don't I, think they said in the movie. I they did say that in the movie. That is said in the movie. I'm certain of it. And I, may be I know they said the he left now. the order, but I don't think they gave from the book I don't, I don't think they gave a time frame. Anyway, I, I feel like it's the reverse of that, that we don't have any of the questions, but we have all the answers now. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that all the questions, well, but I, I, I think there's there are a few in there that I think went unanswered. So I, I would agree with that. So uh, That being said, now that we've kind of done this review – I don't. I think Chrissy has this one way too low on her list. I think there's a lot that I would have put underneath this one. I the, did. I, I thoroughly it, the, the ride the is absolutely wonderful. It's just when I stopped to think about it after the fact is when I had the problems. Yeah, and I don't have near as many problems as you do. So well, I think see, that's why it goes even even higher. I don't know even watching it. I, I this one I wasn't is, sure I was enjoying it <laughs> until we got to the end. For me, this one is tied for second. With, see, I don't know if with, I that with, magician. With, Magician and uh, uh, what was the, the first one? Uh, which, is second, which is familiar. This is tied with those two. See, you kind it's of gave a, lack, a lackluster done enough for being tied for second of the season, I would think. Yeah, but I haven't given hardly any done done this whole <laughs> season, and they've been it's been a great season. Aside from last week, when... I don't. I, you know me though. I hold back on the done done done. Anyway, I give you a done 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 if I like it, but I hold back on it because there's only a few ones that really deserve the done done done. I mean, the heavy done done done. And last week's was that, but. Yeah, if I were to make a list, this is this is this dun, is dun, dun, does for this everybody is for two, <laughs> and and fortunately because of this one, Face Raven came up a little bit for me. So mm-hmm. now I realize that Moffat told what's her name, you get to kill Clara, and you get to do it however you want, because that's oh, ultimately what he did. It doesn't matter. All you yeah. have to do is make sure that it's trapped by she the time lords or yeah. trapped by somebody. Because I can explain it away later, and I can take that whatever to the moment, whatever, however she died. Yeah. All I have to do is say she's got to go back to that point. So kudos, Moffat. You, you gave free reign to a writer to do what she wanted and still worked with that. I love that. That was great. Mm. <laughs> I have one other really small niggle that bothers me, and it, it probably wouldn't had they not brought it up in the story, and that's the jacket. So he was in his confession dial in his velvet jacket, and they. So where did he get the black one? And the he vest? changed it when he went to the to the barn. He had it before then. They, they were walking. He had it when he came out of the. He, he was walking with the vest on and the jacket over the shoulder. And well, I he, thought that was the velvet one because he 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 makes it a point when he goes into the barn that there, you see him that put the jacket, jacket on, on and he's doing this. It's yeah, not the same the jacket that okay. he came in with. I guess that, I, I just couldn't tell that the one he was carrying was the velvet I think one. the one he was carrying was definitely the velvet okay. jacket. Okay, then yeah. that fixes it for me. I just couldn't tell that from I don't know why that jacket's just laying there in the barn. <laughs> <laughs> Holly kept going, who's this random barn? What, what's this random barn out here? We've seen that barn before, Holly. What do you mean? There's just some barn out here. <laughs> We've seen We've it twice seen before. the barn. It was in the day of the doctor. It was where they were having the whole moment conversation. And I said, and then we saw it listen because when we had the flashback with Clara, she was like, Okay, I guess it didn't make that much of an impact. What are you talking about? <laughs> of course, she's also not a huge yeah, Hoovian. Yeah. And so 
we all glamored onto that because we were like, and it also explained that the barn is actually on Gallifrey because yes. a lot of people speculated that that barn wasn't necessarily on Gallifrey. Yeah. So he would have gone up with it. Yeah. Assuming the moment doesn't, pro- uh, wouldn't oh, yeah, 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 a bubble yeah. of protection around the yeah, I suppose yeah, they yeah. Um, well, then why, how did he get out of it? <laughs> oh, no. Um, <laughs> Okay. Well, we now know he how he, he never he never said never it, set it, it off. It's just me. I, I didn't get to join in for listen on Halloween when we did it for for Friday or for just before Halloween for Friday Night Who. Is it specifically? Did, did we all just go? Wow, that kind of looks like the no, barn. It's specifically, the it's barn. Specifically because now we say. see in this one we saw the law. Well, that was the first Where time when, when when he walked in and turned and we saw that upper level in this. I went. <gasps> <laughs> it's the same thing, and it, I don't know why. Yeah, no. We, and then I had to stop and think. There, there was, I, there was even, I, I think there was, there was even a cutaway to the war doctor walking up to that. Yeah, and listen, right? To say that listen, that's the same. Okay, so I must have just forgot that. Yeah, because yeah, it was it was very much. And and once again, kudos to Rachel uh, Talley because the the broken glass and the mirror, and with him getting all the, oh, the, the, yeah. the compositions of the shots on this was so well directed. Uh-huh. Um, which is something that I appreciated for, for those moments. One thing, one thing I really did like about the story is the fact that they didn't believe belabor how Gallifrey is back. Kind of like they didn't do that with Scarrow. It just I put him in a bubble. I figured out how to get out. That's all we need. Yeah, I put it. <laughs> I like it. I put it in a bubble and I figured out how to get out. And I thought, uh, why am I fine with that? <laughs> Because I've been saying it for four years. <laughs> why am I fine? Maybe that is why I'm fine. <laughs> That's why you're fine. You've been saying, ah, it's all right. They got it's, out. It's like a bubble. I'm pretty sure. Put them in a bubble. They got out. Somebody go do the they, research they for me. It. Let me know what episode I said that in. It's, it's like a bubble. <laughs> Although it, I should probably have more issues with it. Karn there? Considering the crack is the whole reason behind the crack was they were trying to get through. But whatever. But then they did, obviously. Yeah. We just don't see how it happens. We just didn't see how it happens. And I'm fine with not seeing how it happens. Um, what do we think about Ophelia, Ophelia, whatever name um, kind of being, I don't know, I, do, do you agree with... Uh, it felt like she kind of stepped up to take Rassilon's place because they needed two adversaries or two people to kind of go up against the Doctor. Here's something interesting about that, and we're going to get more in depth, but I'm going to give you just a little tiny piece because I just read that uh, just this last year, uh, Cat's Cradle times Crucible. And that's the Mark Platt story that is really mind-bendingly weird. But it gives you little glimpses into Gallifrey's past pre-Time Lords. And the I'm remembering very little on what they actually call these people. But it's set up with the impression that the, the ancients were... The oracles and the mystics and the believers and, and, and there was magic and there was and that's know, where prophecy the sisterhood and things like splintered that. off from. And right? that's where the sisterhood splintered off from. And when Rassilon came in and his order took over and they harnessed the power of time travel and, and, and harnessed time essentially, the old was wiped away and the new, the technology, the, 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 a new, uh, new knowledge took over. And that was how Time Lord Society came. And there's all this wonderful... There's all this wonderful interplay because Rassilon's there, and he represents the new idea, the new order. And then there's the I can't remember her name, but she's kind of the she's kind of the head. She's kind of the one that, that she's the high priestess. And there's this wonderful dynamic of 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 just skirting a, a, around the 
it gives you a lot of idea of what might have been the cause of that. The book doesn't go as far as to tell you or give you that answer. I think maybe later in the New Adventures they did. But there's this wonderful dichotomy between the struggle of, of what which which of the you know was was knowledge and truth going to win over magic and and and, uh, and uh, the ancients, and so it was actually quite interesting for me from that perspective. And we all know that that's all very considered outside of canon. But it was really interesting that she was there almost, and you could even gather this a little bit in universe for. Uh, Brain of Morbius, where they are lamenting the fact that they were cast out. That's yeah. why they they were there, and they still had held uh, adhered to the old uh, ways. But it was really a kind of a satisfying thing to me that she was back there because, as Keith said, it was almost like she was vying for the moment to get back into the power that she was. Well, that's not her, but she's obviously part of that same. Um, group that splintered off from that and so it was actually a little bit satisfying to see her there almost as though she was setting up which also made me wonder if Moffat is a fan of some of this stuff that was sort of set up both in Brain of Morbius with that idea that the the Time Lords weren't the original inhabitants of Gallifrey that they were there there was this ancient times and the some of the stuff that he he was reading back when he was reading the new adventures that were were delving with a lot more of of ancient history Gallifrey's ancient history that he's almost setting this up as a when the doctor left there might be a power struggle going on on Gallifrey oh, yeah. and the sisterhood having to stake in that we might see something with that incorporated with the Rassilon story maybe Rassilon has maybe Rassilon maybe the doctor interesting enough has to go find Rassilon in order to restore Time Lord <laughs> Order. Because he just sent the time count the time the time council. The High Council and Rassilon off planet and has basically in a coup like structure which could unravel the political structure of Gallifrey as we know it. And it would be interesting to see if we address that later with along with the Rassilon story. See, because yeah. I, I kind of got the impression that Ohelia was not necessarily I didn't look at her necessarily as another villain. No, I don't. And, no, no. And, I don't think, partially I don't think they're I trying like the to do that, but I think I'm, I'm overthinking the idea that she's now there. Let's run with this. Well, part of me thought that she was there because she's for been the doing sake. a lot of manipulating in the doctor's life. We seem to be for the good. Yeah, yeah. Part of me thought that she showed up just for the sake of poking Rassilon with a stick. Well, that's how it feels at the beginning, <laughs> but know. then it's in the undergallery or whatever you want to call the area above the Matrix is when it starts to get questionable of her. Well, she, well she, because she, she is as interested as anybody else what this hybrid prophecy really yeah. means. Yeah. And, and and I wonder if it's she has more than just a personal stake. Is it the political ramifications of can the sister herd step back into the power vacuum left by Rassilon being kicked out? Has she already identified that as, aha, and that's why there's a flip? Is it because, you know, but she, she's not necessarily actively chasing the doctor down with a gun like some of the other people, yeah. you know, seem to be doing there. But it, she, she's she's not necessarily an ally at that point. So it, it was it was kind of cool to see how the alliances it shifted. Was neat. And, yeah. It was really and neat. And I, I agree. I wonder where and we're going with it that. It might be world building that because Rassilon brought her back for specifically the Day of the Doctors where we first see her, right? Or not Day of the Doctor, Night of the Doctor. Night of the Doctor, right? Yeah. And not Rassilon, Moffat. Moffat. Uh, Moffat. Did I say Rassilon brought <laughs> yeah. her back? Well, you know, Moffat and Rassilon, sometimes they have some <laughs> Both sometimes equal evil. qualities. Um, but the <laughs> – I, I wonder if Moffat brought her in because 
I mean, the doctor really was beyond regenerative death. He was he was dying, and they sustained. If it wasn't for the sister, oh yeah, that's true. And so you could almost say that she was putting the pieces for what we just saw this last week in place at the, that point. Because if she hadn't done what she did, if she hadn't created the War Doctor, the War Doctor hadn't gone through and destroyed Gallifrey. Oh, but wait, didn't really destroy Gallifrey. Put him off into she. This may be a long game for her, a really long game for her, <laughs> which I think could be interesting if Moffat's got some ideas for a series ten. So. Yeah. What I, what I think is, uh, what, and I haven't seen anybody really touch on it uh, with all of the, uh, you've got the camp talking about the fan service and the camp talking about the, the um, Clara and the camp talking about this. Nobody's really bringing up Missy. And the fact that, you know, when when a shielder is talking, or me, is talking to the doctor <laughs> about. You can say lady me. Yeah, lady me. Helps. Um, at the end of the at the end of time, and saying you know the the idea of the hybrid and blah blah blah, and who brought you together? Who was the yeah. one that instigated uh, that? Yeah. The master, a lover of chaos, and it's like talk about a long con. Yeah. <laughs> you know the idea that the master put these two together just to see what would happen if that happens to fulfill the prophecy. Yeah, <laughs> you know, well that not- she figured it out. Not only that, but my mind went a little bit erasing at that point is when the master was a child and looked into the untempered schism, I thought, wouldn't that be really cool is if he caught a glimpse of the hybrid and has really been playing the long game all the way <laughs> up, to, up to setting forth the, the uh, pairing of Clary, with uh, her and Clara, or him and Clara. I just thought... Well, that would be kind of an interesting. I mean, you could. There's a, there's so much now that I think Moffat has done by wrapping some things up with a little bow, but also setting. I mean, you know, Moffat. He Moffat. He, that's his. That's his thing. Is he always leaves those? I mean, we're still waiting on the duck pond, but <laughs> we, the he he leaves those little things open so that later on he can come down and go. Ha, guess what? Remember this? <laughs> I don't know. I, just, I wonder how much of the. I, I'd really like to know, the, like the original scripts when he sits down and he gets finished with them. How much of it references, okay, here's this part deals with this virgin new adventure, this part deals with this big finish audio, this part deals with this, and he get it all done, and then he goes, no, no, and he starts paring back what he thinks the audience is ready to accept, yeah, because yeah. they don't know all this like I know this. Yeah, that's and true. I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know, well, maybe I, I, um, I can throw a reference to this in, they'll get that one. <laughs> you don't get this, because that's just too much. I don't know. I, I, th- I think it could be really interesting. And, and there's a way, especially come, I'm so glad we watched End of Time. Yeah. I'm so, that when I, I, there was a little part of me that was kind of lamenting. is like, oh, I wish we'd have done the 50th. But End of Time worked out really well. Although, again, on retrospect, the first part of that's just a disaster. The second part's <laughs> really good. The second part, when you, when Rassilon and everyone, the time was, show every, up, yeah, yeah. When, when everything shows up, it's like the first part of it was just the, oh, I'm hungry all the time. And I'm gonna, <sighs> I have superpowers and force light. And it's just, what is going on? Anyway, um, it worked out really well to pair that up with this because of all the little connections that he pulled from that. And one of the ones, if like Glenn says, looking into the untempered schism, if you know he caught a glimpse of that, I wonder if this, in some way, shape, or form, maybe is also the master paying Rassilon back. Oh, man. It's, it's not even <laughs> so. Cool. It's not even so much about I'm going to go screw with the doctor. It's I'm going to use the doctor to hurt Rassilon. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. That's, well, wouldn't it be interesting to see the master and Rassilon team up to take down the doctor next season? 
Mm. <laughs> <laughs> How badly do you want it back? Uh, anything else we want to talk about this specific episode? Because we really need to get wrapped up. Oh, we, uh, we, we have to talk about the next time trailer. Oh, yeah, what what do you guys think of the oh. new Sonic? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the Sonic Story Driver. I love it. I think it's great. I love it. I, I love the design. More I love the design. I think it's quirky. It's very I think steampunk. it's it's different. Yeah. It I, I think it like matches the doctor's personality. Well, it looks like the one that and a little Weta did for McGann. Oh, oh, it does. The, 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 the handle yeah, looks the handle very part, much yeah. like it. The emitter is completely different, but the handle looks very yeah. much like the one they the, did for, uh, for spark McGann. Plug type. Yeah. Um, I'm a, I'm a little torn actually. Believe, believe it or not, um, because so he, he he gets back in the TARDIS, he puts the, the the velvet back on, he's got the message on the board, go be a doctor, and the TARDIS spits out a, a a sonic screwdriver as if to really drive home that point. You need this. So does that mean the glasses were part of him not being the doctor? I mean, were, were the, the, the 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 sonic specs were just like, don't be silly, that's not you. Well, I think the implication I mean, was a bit there was that you know. Well, and I got the impression that the sonic specs were left on the other targets yeah. too. So well, Clara, to use, yeah, Clara and the children have the <laughs> yeah, but they replaced them ten times this season. <laughs> well, yeah, but still, yeah, the glasses were broken half at one point. <laughs> yeah. And he whipped out his sonic screwdriver and me fixed it. <laughs> <laughs> Only the second time that we've seen the uh, TARDIS construct the uh, sonic. Yeah, that's form. true. So, I like it. It's great. I think I think it's it's a good look, and it's uh, I think it's very fitting for him. And I, I know I didn't. I was fine with the. Sonic glasses. I know a lot of people are very happy that the screwdriver is back. But. <laughs> I'm not. I'm like I said. I'm, I'm strangely not as excited as I thought I would be by the return of the Sonic. Well, it, I, it just seems like, yeah, it's been a whole season, but it seems like just not that long ago that it was broken and gone. Yeah, it seems almost too soon to bring it back. Like it should have waited another season to bring back the I Sonic. Nah, I, 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 I'm, I'm going to miss the glasses now. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm fine I, that I the glasses are gone as long as he still plays the guitar next season. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it was cool to get that moment in the uh, in the diner. Oh yeah, yeah him playing Clara's, Clara's theme. Oh my gosh, Caitlin goes. Oh, it's Clara's theme, and I went. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> what do you call it? I think it's called Clara. Yeah, more bringing the soundtrack and the outside stuff in, as you fondly allude to with the vortex and the drums and the all the other things. I liked the uh, <laughs> the fact that everybody knocked four times in oh, yeah. every time in this episode. <laughs> four times. It's every four time. time. <laughs> every time. It's four. It's four times. I liked that time. they actually used the sonic once again as a uh, a, a sonic device yeah. when he <laughs> piped into the right. the PA system. Right. Of course, you would have thought that uh, the, the glass. Of course, like he didn't have them on, so I guess he couldn't read the readout when it said, "Hey, look, there's a really advanced PA system in this uh, <laughs> diner." <laughs> when did he, he didn't have any PA system? It was the radio right there on the, yeah. which was, in effect, their TARDIS. Yeah. <laughs> The so the, the radio would have been an extension of the TARDIS, right? But I don't not, get the impression that the music was. Like coming through like a PA. No, but I mean, he's still was, in a room he was, and he, he was, was in a holodeck using, basically yeah, on the Yeah, but TARDIS, he was so. using a radio as an amplifier. Which didn't exist. Well, yeah, but I mean, so it would have gone through the TARDIS's 
Right. That's what I'm saying. Audio system. He didn't have the glasses on because if he'd had the glasses on, oh, looked at the seen, radio, yeah. I'm willing to bet the sonic glasses would have said, whoa, <laughs> that's <laughs> not, not what that is. <laughs> Good point. But. So lucky for her that, that that happened. So next time trailer. Looks like it'll be fun. I don't know. Keith, he wanted to bring it up. The only reason I do is because after such a heavy episode, to see something so light is almost a little unsettling. Because it almost it almost made it look too campy and too fun, and and then I had to by the end of it remind myself of last Christmas, and went, <laughs> oh, okay, that's how Moffat does these. Is it? These are no longer the the heavy disaster films that, yeah, that Russell T. Davis did. It is the fun romp. We're gonna have a little tongue in cheek moment here for Christmas time, and so. At first, when I first watched it, I'm going, oh, this seems too silly. And then I had to remind myself, oh, oh it's, it's Moffat Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks – I'm with Keith. It looks fun now it that I've, I've sat back and analyzed well, and it. Well, and it's going to be kind of a nice change of pace because whereas season eight, we had some of those lighter episodes like Robot Up Sherwood, this season there weren't. So it was pretty heavy all the way through. So we need something to cleanse the palates, to lighten the mood before going into season 10. It's funny that we're still referring to Robots of Sherwood as, oh, it was a palate cleanser because the previous <laughs> one was so heavy. And then we got Robots of Sherwood, and it's almost like we were happy about that. We weren't. Well, in hindsight. Or or Mummy on the Orient Express, kind of the same thing. A, a kind of more romp, more fun, not as heavy later in was the season. Was Mummy a fun romp? Well, it, was, it was pretty heavy. Yeah. Not listen heavy. I still want to, <laughs> well, no. I still want to know who Sam is. Sam? Wasn't Sam the name of the computer that sent the invite oh, right, that he right, kept saying yeah. he'd been putting oh, off? Yeah. Still waiting for that to come back around. <laughs> Duck pond. <laughs> yeah, I, that I, looks like fun. It looks like oh, yeah, it's going to be a fun. We'll episode. see. It'll we have be, only three weeks, so. Yeah. We're being threatened by a bag. <laughs> Sonic Trowel, you know how ridiculous that sounds? <laughs> All right, what do we got coming up on the schedule, Sean? Well, coming up on the schedule, what are we going to do? We're out of season nine. Uh, next week, or this Friday on the schedule, uh, second Doctor Patrick Troughton in the first five parts of the War Games for Friday Night Who. Uh, and keeping with the game idea, we'll be doing uh, our, uh, our Christmas shopping episode next week. We're going <laughs> to play some games and have some fun. Uh, it's volume three of our fun and games episode. Not necessarily in that order. Uh, as of right now on the docket, we'll be taking a look at uh, Doctor Who Trivial Pursuit and the Lego Dimensions uh, Doctor Who levels uh, for our episode next week. And then we'll finish up the War Games with Part 6 through 10 the following week for Friday Night Who. And then um, some book reviews uh, on tap. We're going to go through the Lethbridge short, short stories in that series, Ambush, Legacies, One Cold Step. And then our spoiler-filled review of Schizoid Earth. So at this point, I believe everybody has had the opportunity, at the very least, to complete uh, reading Schizoid Earth on the book club. And uh, we will be giving, we've, we've kind of touched on it, but we're going to be giving our full-blown, and I'll probably need to go back and touch up on it myself, just because yeah. that was three book reviews ago, <laughs> yeah. um, to remember what I said about it. So uh, there's that. And then uh, going back all those years ago, Keith's first episode. Yay! We're going to watch uh, Christmas Carol. Of course, you know, by putting it as our Friday Night Who for Christmas, that means I won't get to watch it leading up to Christmas. I know. Which I normally do. I did that just for you. I'll probably still watch it <laughs> leading up to Christmas. 
I'll just pop, pick another one. Yeah. <laughs> I tend to do a couple. <laughs> really? Yeah. Usually. When, you, when you pull the Christmas movies off the shelf or the, all the Doctor Who, the Who specials. And... <laughs> it's great wrapping present stuff. And we're going to do the snowman again. Uh, so we'll do a Christmas Carol and then uh, the just announced uh, Christmas special for this year title, The Husbands of River Song. Which has already ignited the internet flame war machine with, <laughs> why is River constantly defined by who she marries? Because we have the wedding of River Song and yeah, the yeah, husbands yeah. of River Song. Blah, blah, blah. It's just like, it's a Christmas episode, guys. <laughs> have fun with it's it. It's a clever continuation of the wedding of River Song title. I wonder if that's who the head in the bag is. I think so. An X. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then uh, that takes us into 2016, another year of doing the show. And, uh, and first of all, thank you for the opportunity to do this show for another year. Yeah. I, I think we're all mostly grateful for being able to sit around <laughs> once a week and talk Doctor Who. Um, we can thank you even more if you uh, help support us on Patreon, become a patron subscriber. And uh, all of that money goes right back into this podcast so we can continue to bring you more episodes into the new year, 2016. You can also find us on the various uh, forms of social media. Which are Google+. Plus. You really threw that one out there first. <laughs> yeah, why not? Uh, Facebook. I have a question about this. Is anybody else getting spam from Google Plus at this point? I get a lot of email messages, and I go back and look, and it's like, oh, you're not on Google Plus. You're on something else reaching me through Google Plus. This is spam, 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 spam. And I kind of think maybe we should just not be on Google Plus anymore. <laughs> I don't. I don't get that. So. Not you. Okay. Uh, we are also on Facebook and Twitter. Twitter is at Travel Vortex, and don't forget the Goodreads Book Club that Sean mentioned earlier. All right. Which what is the and book Tumblr. for? The book for December is is usually sure. usually yeah, sure. domination. They haven't yeah. announced January yet. No, no, not yet. You can still go vote. Good. I have to go look and see what's up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but that's going to do it for this week. Until next week, I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.